Light green. Mr. Norsky, yes. you cannot get into New York without a visa. You cannot get a visa without a passport, and you cannot get a new passport without a country. There's nothing we can do for you here. I give you light green. I'm sorry, but you've wasted an entire day. At this time, you are simply... I'll accept. <sighs> yes. I'll accept. Everybody, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. We start out with that little clip from uh, the terminal. For obvious reasons, you can't come in without a visa. You can't get a visa without a passport. You can't get a passport without a country. And then, uh, as a message to Donald Trump, I used the Beatles' "Hey Bulldog" and say, "Trump, stand your ground. Don't sign anything." That isn't what you know we need in this country. And uh, dadgummit, uh, I, st- I hope he sticks with that. I hope he sticks with that. Hey, we're going to talk about everything that's going on in this country this week. And there's been a lot of exciting and frustrating and angering and uh, very emotional stuff going on. And if, you're, and if you're stupid and you watch some of this stuff, you could have a complete different view of the world than I do. Uh, which... Kind of, I almost used the. I also I almost used the song "Live and Let Die" just because that's about how I'm, how people are starting to get the feel. Hey, you know what? But I I I went with "Hey Bulldog" instead. But anyway, we're gonna talk about all that stuff. But before I do, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located here in Southern California. Offices all over the place. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate. And there are fantastic opportunities, regardless whether you want to buy, refi, or uh, get a reverse mortgage. If you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone, because you don't want me to hear what your voice is, because we might meet up in a restaurant next to the, at the tables next to each other or be standing it next to each other in the grocery store and I'll recognize your voice and say, hey, I know you. You're the one with the terrible credit. Uh, you know what? It won't happen, but if that's just how you feel or you're a millennial and you like to do everything on the internet, go to WCCLoans.com, www.WCCLoans.com. Click on the Loan Center. Click on Apply Now. Give me as much information as you want. Tell me how much information you want back, and you'll hear back from myself or one of my uh, talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Alex Rojas, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, and we'll help you find the missing pieces of your real estate financing puzzle and uh, get you uh, making confident decisions on what the right thing is for you. If you hear something on the show that you want repeated, you can get the uh, repeat of this show on edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N. Uh, just click on the podcast page and, uh, you'll see this week's, uh, this week's show as well as several past shows. You can also get on, uh, am590theanswer.com and you can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can download the app, have it, uh, have the show download weekly 
to your phone, your uh, your iPhone, your iWatch, your iPad, your mini pad, your maxi pad, anything else that you uh, listen to uh, uh, to podcasts on, because that's the in thing now. Uh, I guess they're coming out with new cars that you don't even need a phone or a computer. You could just put podcasts on some of it. I don't have one yet, but that's what I hear. I could be wrong. It's rare, but it does happen occasionally. Um, follow me on Twitter, at Ed Hoffman, where I uh, uh, tweet about current events all week long. Some weeks more than others. Some weeks I'm more on Facebook. Some weeks I'm more on Twitter. just depends on uh, what I'm in the mood for or the or the uh, the flavor of whatever I'm ticked off about. Oh, tweet that. Tweet that. Oh, wait. I'm going to post this one on Facebook. I don't know. And I don't really do much of in- on Instagram, although I have an account. I just haven't been indoctrinated to it. Uh, but anyway, if you uh, if you want to uh, follow the Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman is our show on Facebook. And if you want to find my personal Facebook, just look for it. I'm not hard to find. Um, and lastly, if you want to, uh, if, if, if I anger you or inspire you to uh, make some comments on the show, call the listener hotline at the end. 855-640-2092. I'll give that at the end of the show, too. Um, so if everything everything's fresh as well. Hey, uh, once again, in the house, I have my buddy uh, Scott McAfee, owner of Don's Bikes in Rialto and Redlands. He told me, don't say Scott's Bikes. <laughs> I did it. I did it twice in like 200 shows. So, uh, so hey, Scott, welcome back. It's good to be back in the house, Ed. Yep, we. Yeah, it's too bad we're not in the house. We're in the we're in the studio. Yes, we are. We're it's kind of like home, though. It's like the home away from home, isn't it? It's every, cozy. Fr- every Friday morning, it's it's home. Yeah. How come? Uh, how come? Uh, I, I, won't, I won't go into that. We'll just we'll just ramble. So let's get on. We got a lot of stuff to go over this yeah, week. Yeah, we do. Okay, so that, let's start. At, let's start about the crazy the crazy stuff that's going on in this country. And we're going to try and talk some uh, sense into you guys. This week, there was a national outcry over family separation at the U.S.-Mexico border. You know what? If I get picked up for a DUI, or if I, or if I do, or if I uh, commit a felony, there's going to be a national outcry because I'm going to be separated from my family when they stick me in jail. But I'm not important because I'm an American citizen. We only care about people from Mexico and below. Um, cause that's really all that we care about. Although this is not a new occurrence, uh, more on that in a minute. The department of Homeland security confirmed that from April 19th to May 31st, there were 1,995 children separated from 1,940 adults by U S border patrol. According to the department of Homeland security, these figures represent families who were separated because of illegal entry, immigration violations, possible criminal conduct by the parent, and cases where officials could not verify the family relationship. You know, like, hey, kid, come with me. I need to get across the border, and it just looks better if I have a kid with me. Just shut up and don't say nothing. I'll slap you up. Slap you upside the head. Regardless, the Department of Homeland Security, Kirsten Nielsen, was grilled by the press on Tuesday. How is this not specifically child abuse for these innocent children who are indeed being separated from their parents? So I want to be couple clear on a couple other things. The vast majority, vast, vast majority of children who are in the care of HHS right now, 10,000 of the 12,000, were sent here alone by their parents. That's when they were separated. 
So somehow we've conflated everything, but there's two separate issues. 10,000 of those currently in custody were sent by their parents with strangers to undertake a completely dangerous and deadly travel alone. We now care for them. We have high standards. We give them meals. We give them education. We give them medical care. There's videos. There's TVs. I visited the detention centers myself. That would be my answer to that question. Yeah, and we uh, care for them at a cost of $34,000 per year per kid. So let me get this straight. We're talking 10,000 kids at $34,000 each. It's like $340 million, Ed. That's only the 10,000 that came over during the Obama administration. Oh. That's just those 10,000. The other 2,000 that came over in the last month and a half, so that's 12,000 times 34,000 per year. Nice. You know, and I know I said this before, but it's worth repeating. What parents send their kids to another country unaccompanied? Um, bad parents. Bad parents. Yeah. And you know, when she says, well, why wouldn't this be called child abuse? It is child abuse by those people that are in the in the other cell uh, coming for uh, their, their refugee status or whatever it is and say, hey, you know what? Trump doesn't have any Trump doesn't have any uh, have any uh, uh, a heart. We're all, we're all, we got to care for these kids. You know what? Let's talk to the parents. And then here's, here's the other thing is if you watch the videos of the, de- of the quote unquote detention centers, they look like day camps. I mean, the, the kids have beds to sleep in. They got couches. They got big screen TVs. They've got video games. They're in, they have schools for them. So they're, they brought teachers in and they're teaching them. They're giving them school during the day. They've got, good food to eat. You know, I'm thinking these people are, are living pretty nice on whose dime on ours. Um, the other thing that doesn't get really mentioned a whole lot is that as, as long as we allow this kind of activity to continue, we're basically funding cartels. We're basically funding human smuggling. We're allowing this to happen. We, we are assisting this. And, and of course it's not even just the humans, but it's, we're talking drugs that are coming to this country. We're helping pay for all this stuff. They're not coming. They're not just walking across by themselves. You know, these are people that are being assisted by, uh, by, by cartels, by human traffickers. Exactly. So they're making a, they're making a big business for the guys down in Mexico to bring them across and, oh, poor us. We, you know, we have to make sure to take care of those little children. Uh, let's continue because we'll, we have comments after every little clip we have today. So guess who, who Kirsten uh, Nielsen sounds like? Remember this from Obama in 2014? Our message absolutely is don't send your children unaccompanied uh, on trains or through through a bunch of smugglers. We don't even know how many of these kids don't make it and may have been waylaid into sex trafficking or killed because they fell off a train. And and nobody gave a gave a rip about about any of this stuff when Obama was president. But now it's Trump. So everybody cares. Well, the funny thing is Obama just makes a lot of sense. That's actually the most I've ever heard Obama make sense. It's actually scary. I'm like, wow, I'd have voted for this guy. If that's the only thing I'd have ever heard from him, I mean, this guy sounds like a rational human being. Ed. Yeah, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Mm. Uh, naturally, MSNBC and CNN couldn't resist the opportunity to compare this with the with Nazi Germany. 
I know they're being marched away to showers, uh, or they're uh, being told they are, just like the Nazis had, had, had said that they were taking people oh. to showers and then they never came back. Donald Trump increasingly looks like Hitler and Nazi Germany. <laughs> they are the tactics that have been used through, the, through history by the worst purveyors of pure evil, including slave traders, including Nazis, including terrorists. Well, the images suggest those of concentration camps, families being cut apart. You know what? You know what? If you're a low information voter, if you are uh, any of the people that voted for Gavin Newsom for governor, if you're any of the people that voted for Hillary Clinton, that's called a you're a low information voter. So you listen to this crap on CNN. You listen to this idiocy on PMS, NBC, and that's all you know, because you don't take time to watch the news. You don't take time to really investigate. You don't take time to flip back and forth from the channels, hear the facts and go, hmm. What really makes sense to me? Hmm, what should we do here? You know what? There's there's a whole bunch of homeless people in San Diego uh, over by the over by the convention center. There's a whole bunch of homeless people in downtown LA where uh, Katie Hopkins did her uh, did her her report out there. There's a whole bunch of homeless people in Moreno Valley along the side of the freeway. There's a whole bunch of homeless people all kinds of places. You know why they don't have any place to stay? Cuz we can't afford to 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 come up with living living uh living uh conditions, living places for them to to be able to house these people. But you know when the Mexican people come across illegally the border, somehow we find the money for what's important, really. You know what? What's wrong with this picture? Not only that, and just one final comment on the Nazi reference to the Nazi comment is so overdone. It no longer has any meaning. It's kind of like the racist uh, comment. It's so overdone. And not only that, but it does a real disservice to real victims of real Nazis. Um, it, it just it, it lowers your credibility. Nobody's taking this, these comments seriously anymore just because they they like pull that comment out of out of like their butts. Every other every other sentence said. Yep, I know. And if you watch on Facebook, there's this little group on Facebook that some of you guys whether you live in Merino Valley or don't, I need some more conservatives on this uh, on on this group. It's called Merino Valley Politics Matters, and I can't believe I live in a city with so many morons liberals there that just have you know. I every now and then I I engage and I'll spend a bunch of time arguing with these idiots, and uh, and just I just can't believe these people are so stupid. And finally, at some point, I just got to say. This is why I don't do Facebook very often because it just eats up two hours of your time every time, and I just get angered, and then I start cussing on the thing, and then the <laughs> then the moderator comes on and she sends me a personal message. She goes, she goes, Ed, I enjoy your I enjoy your post, but you got to leave the cuss words out. Of it. <laughs> Maybe you should stop arguing with him, Ed. I'm a, I'm like a guy from New York. At some point, I just go, well, f you then. Uh oh. So anyway, I uh, I try not to, but. I try to do it more diplomatically than that. So uh, here's one exception in the media. Brooke Baldwin on CNN asked Senator Tammy Baldwin, no relation. I don't know if she's related to Alec Baldwin, our next presidential uh, candidate, um, or at least that's what I heard. Why? De- so, uh, so Brooke Baldwin asked Senator Tammy Baldwin why Democrats weren't incensed about migrant children when Obama was president, and she didn't have much of a response. Here's a question for Democrats. So many people in this country are certainly outraged by the cages and the thermal blankets and the facilities housing these kids. You know, they were all there in 2014 under President Obama. And my question to you, Senator Baldwin, is did you speak up against them then? You know, on the on this issue that we 
get into a moment where we're making progress, and then when it uh, when it stalls, uh, we turn around. I think we all need to continue to be focused on it and press it through. I could be wrong, yet I don't think she anticipated that question. No, I think I don't think she even. I don't even know what she said. Hey, let, let's listen to that one more. Let's listen to that one more time and say and say listen to the question and then listen to this this uh, fumble this bucket of mumbo jumbo that doesn't mean anything. Here's a question for Democrats. So many people in this country are certainly outraged by the cages and the thermal blankets and the facilities housing these kids. You know, they were all there in 2014 under President Obama. And my question to you, Senator Baldwin, is did you speak up against them then? You know, on the on this issue that we get into a moment where we're making progress and then when it uh, when it stalls uh, we turn around I think we all need to continue to be focused on it and press it through I don't really think she said anything that made any sense it sounded that. a lot like that Miss Carolina clip from years ago the Iraqis need their maps so that you you heard that clip right uh, yeah I yeah I also someone to say hey did you drive your car to work today or did you bring your lunch uh, I don't know. I don't know. This is just mumbo jumbo. Uh, in his weekly press conference, Speaker Paul Ryan reminded reporters that uh, that this was going on under Obama as well. Hey, don't forget for a second here. When Barack Obama was president, for a while he had 60 votes in the Senate and a huge majority in the House, and he didn't do anything to fix the broken immigration system. Nothing. And they had total control of government. So here we are. With filibusters galore in the Senate trying to fix this problem when the Democrats have taken a walk on this thing. Uh, yeah, I don't think he ever did anything to fix anything while, when he had his majority or when he didn't have his majority. basically just skated through and reminded everybody he was the president, went golfing and uh, on vacations. And uh, no, they didn't saw they You know, Obama, uh, Tr- uh, President Trump should have should not have these issues to deal with that he's dealing with today because they should have been because these are not new problems. Well, it was in the Democrats best interest just to let this issue ride. I mean, obviously, this is votes for them, Ed. Uh, yep. Uh, undocumented Democrats. Well, since the Democrat Party's losing traction with Americans in general, you got to import your more you got to import voters. That is that's what they're basically doing. Yeah. And think and think about this. We should start. We should start a. Uh, a uh, bill for the I'm obviously too late to get it on in November Mm. where, Hey, if you're not engaged, you don't get to vote. If you don't, you mean you need to be married? (laughs) (laughs) No, you need to be engaged in what's going on. They should make, say you have to at least attend a class or you have to pass some kind of a test to let somebody know that at least you have a clue of what's going on or else you don't get to vote. That's going to screen a lot of people out. Ed. That's going to screen everybody out. (laughs) Um, but you know what? Cause, cause if there's, if there's any common sense to this, wait, do we want to spend our tax dollars? Oh, wait, here's another one. If you don't pay taxes, you don't get to vote. If you paid in $50 in on, on your check all year, and then you got $11,000 back, you don't qualify to vote. So your vote doesn't count. Well, you're talking half the country yet. Uh, that's fine. Yep. I'm fine with that. Completely fine with that. All right. You know, it's uh, if you don't have any skin in the game, you don't get to put any skin in the game. So uh, President Trump on Wednesday signed an executive order, which I don't know that it was necessary, but he did it just to calm everything down, to allow children to stay with the parents who are caught crossing the border illegally. 
We're signing an executive order. I consider it to be a very important executive order. It's about keeping families together, while at the same time being sure that we have a very powerful, very strong border, and border security will be equal, if not greater, than previously. We're keeping families together, and this will solve that problem. At the same time, we are keeping a very powerful border, and it continues to be a zero tolerance. We have zero tolerance for people that enter our country illegally. Yeah, I want. I want if I if I uh, go out and commit a felony, I want to have my kids with me in jail. So at least I'm not lonely. Well, I wish I wish we did have a zero tolerance for this kind of stuff, and we don't need a border that's equal to what we've had in the past. And as far as keeping families together, look, can we deport them all together? Yes, it's called chain deportation. There you go. I like that. I've you heard it here first. Yes, they did. Yep. Except they heard it like uh, two months ago. Oh. Um, when we were talking about it the other time. But it was still okay. here first. Exactly. Yep. In short, this executive order that he signed would allow children to stay in detention with parents for an extended period of time, longer than the current 20-day limit per, Clint, per the Clinton-era Flores settlement uh, that he signed in 1997, which basically says the government's required to release children from immigration detention without unnecessary delay in order to, uh, in the order of preference, parents and, uh, in order to, First to the parents, and then other adult relatives or licensed programs willing to accept custody. If a suitable placement is not immediately available, the government's obligated to place children in the least restrictive setting appropriate to their age and any special needs, which scares the scares the hell out of me. You, you got a 14, 15-year-old kid. What's appropriate to their age and special needs? I don't know. Uh, anybody have 14, 15, 16-year-old boys at home? Uh, that would be... That would be interesting. The government must implement standards relating to the care and treatment of children in immigration detention. And I've been put in detention lots of times, and it's no fun. Nope, and it's not. You have to, you have to be quiet and yeah. do homework and write, I will not talk back to the teacher mm-hmm. 500 times. Yep. Additionally, First Lady Laura Bush spoke out against the family separation in a Washington Post op-ed this week. Um, and you know what? What's funny is I've seen George W. Bush, uh, since he's been out of office, I've seen him speak in person twice and the last time was about three weeks ago in las vegas at the mastermind conference and one of the things he said both times is the president of the united states has a hard enough job as it is and without the former president putting in his two cents and making it making it more difficult maybe he should say something to his wife here's what sarah sanders said about it deborah what was the president's reaction to laura bush's piece in the washington post uh, I, I didn't speak directly with him about that, but I'm happy to uh, address the concerns and, and echo what Secretary Nielsen said. Look, we share the concern. The president himself said uh, that he doesn't like this process. But once again, it's Congress's job to change the law. We're calling on them to do exactly that. Uh, and frankly, this law was actually signed into effect in 2008 under her husband's leadership, not under this administration. We're not the ones responsible for creating this problem. We've inherited it, but we're actually the first administration stepping up and trying to fix it. Hey, Laura Bush, uh, not that anybody cares about your opinion, but thanks a lot for being a tool for the left. And I will say this, and I was thinking about this the other day, the more we see the Trump presidency unfold, 
the worst Bush's presidency looks. In other words, there were so many opportunities that Bush had that he squandered. Bush Bush could have secured our border, especially after 9-11. He'd have probably had bipartisan support to do it. He could have lowered corporate taxes. He could have, he could have moved the embassy into Jerusalem. Uh, instead, you know, he allowed two Border Patrol agents, Ramos and Campion, we remember those guys, right? Uh-huh. Allowed them to rot in prison for two years for doing their job and get assaulted while they were in there, by the way. And he finally pardons them like, you know, like a couple of days before he's out of office. So, yeah, uh, Laura, uh, I don't think we really care about your opinion. And, uh, and and again, the more that Trump's presidency unfolds, the, the worse it looks for those guys. Uh, as uh, as well as for Obama and for uh, yeah. Clinton as well. Um, it all it all looks bad. And, you know, while we're talking about uh, we got about a minute left yep. while we've got while we're talking about president's wives. Um, apparently, uh, Melania Trump took a trip down to Texas to visit one of the, 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 the quote unquote detention centers to, you know, as a show of, uh, of, I care. And apparently uh, it was raining before she got on the plane and she just grabbed a jacket out of her closet. And it was one that says, uh, I don't really care. Do you on the back? And, uh, which was probably wasn't the smartest choice, but you know what, in the scheme of things, who cares what kind of clothes she wears? Yeah, it probably wasn't a good move, though, Ed. I mean, why why give them ammunition? Because, you know, the media is just going to take that and, and run and, it, and I thought it might have been a retaliation for uh, Peter Fonda's tweet uh, that he tweeted just earlier, which was uh, completely inappropriate, that I'm not going to read to you because we're out of time. We'll talk about that after the break. Hey, stay tuned for uh, five minutes of uh, traffic, commercials, sports, weather, and whatever else I can fit in in five minutes, and we'll be right back with part two of the main event. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. I don't talk about finance or mortgages, although I think I'm going to do a, uh, a shorter show and talk about why, you, if you're financing real estate, why you should use uh, Wholesale Capital. I think I'm going to do a show and start putting it on the radio uh, whenever they feel like putting it on. Um, but you know what? If you, hear, if you hear someone that thinks like you on this radio station and uh, and you need a you need a loan uh, to uh, buy refinance or do one of them reverse mortgage things or if you're not sure what you should do and you want to get some advice, call me toll free 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. One last time 855-640-2020. Hey, we were talking about the uh, and I've, I'll again uh, if you're just joining us because you missed the first half. Uh, I have with me once again, Mr. Scott McAfee, proprietor of Don's Bikes, in the house with me, in the studio with me. I'm sorry. Good to be back in the house, Ed. All right. It's in the studio. We're not in the house. We're not in that. This is the house, though, Ed. This is the house. This is our sanctuary. This This is is our man cave. This is the house the conservatives of Inland Empire built. (laughs) Well said. Now it's expired, and now it's expanded from the Inland Empire to, to... L.A. and Santa, Santa, Orange County into into New California. We started out in South California. Now it's into New California. Someday it'll be in North California, too. Or uh, maybe we won't split up the state. Hey, we were talking about, before we went to the break, about uh, Peter Fonda. Peter Fonda of Easy Rider fame, uh, Dirty Larry and Crazy Mary, or Dirty, Dirty Mary, crazy, I don't know, Dirty, Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. Uh, fr- I don't know. I I'm a child of the 70s. I was born in the 60s, but you know, you start watching these 
movies in the 70s dirty mary crazy larry i think it was doesn't sound like anything you should be watching as a kid Nah, it was uh it was on the edge it was on mm. the edge i was you know young young child <laughs> about uh you know 13 14 15 you know those years i was just talking about the first half um and uh so uh but peter fonda he uh he he followed in his sister's footsteps of saying stupid stuff that is offensive uh, and he and he and i'll paraphrase because i don't have it in front of me he said Somebody should t- should rip Baron Baron Trump away from his parents and stick him in a uh, stick him in a uh, in a cell with with uh, pedophiles and uh, and I, he was taking a shot at at the Trumps for uh, for not having more more feeling towards these immigrant kids that are in these luxury detention centers these luxury uh, these luxury group homes with food and beds and warmth and video games and TVs and school and all that, all that stuff that they don't have from wherever they came. Um, we're abusing them so bad. Um, and, uh, and I find it, and he, and, and I don't know, a couple hours later, he, he tweeted again and apologized that he shouldn't have done that. I guess he was on Ambien or something. Uh, but you know what? He's got a new movie coming out here and Sony didn't pull it. Um, I just find it kind of uh hypocritical, that Rosie said one thing while she's on Ambien, says some nasty stuff about uh, Valerie Jarrett. Uh, oh, yeah, but she's black. But, you know, it's a, a white lady um, saying something uh, insulting to a black lady, and she lost her show over that. Well, it wasn't a black or white thing. It's a conservatives can't say it, but uh, liberals can pretty much get away with anything they, they want to. And they don't lose their career over it, which I didn't even know Peter Fonda still had a career. I haven't heard that guy's name like in decades. So I, I don't on, even know he's still alive. I went on, on IMDb. He's got like three movies this year and three movies last year. Wow. And he's, he's apparently working a lot more. He just not doesn't look as cool as he used to, so we don't right. recognize he him. He just wanted to get his name in the news, so he said something really, uh, yeah, really awful. Him and, him and Jane Fonda, uh, they're so such proud Americans. So anyway, let's talk about the House had two immigration bills on the table this week to try and solve some of these problems more permanently than a uh, than a uh, executive order. The more conservative, the Goodlatte bill written by House Judiciary Committee uh, Chairman Bob Goodlatte was killed on the floor on Thursday. The Goodlatte bill was more conservative of the two bills because it ceased and it because it created an agricultural guest worker program requiring employers to use E-Verify. And it allowed for the administration to cut funding towards sanctuary cities. Apparently, the compromise bill, which was supposed to be voted on on Friday, and now it's been put off till till next week. I don't think they. I I think maybe they think that they don't have enough votes for it. Um, but basically, here's what the compromise bill does on the issue of family separation: it allows children to be detained with their parents. And mandates Department of Homeland Security provides housing for families who are going through criminal proceedings for the first for first time border crossings. Yeah, it's the first time I've been across the border. I've never been here before, although I got a bank account at uh, at Wells Fargo, and I got a uh, and I got a IT, I got a uh, social security number that I bought, and I got credit report, and I got uh, and I got and my boss wants me back at work. You're gonna you're gonna make me lose my job. Uh, so anyway, for so it's gonna allow them to to keep their families together in the luxury in the luxury uh, uh, furnishings. Uh, for first-time border crossings, rather than turn them over to Justice Justice Department per current policy. It provides funding for building or expanding family detention centers and allows Immigration and Customs Enforcement to detain children and parents indefinitely. Hey, if you don't like where you're living, if you don't like the country you're in, just cross over the border because 
the America, America is gonna going to house you indefinitely at 34k per person per year uh, as you also pointed out how do we know how many times these people have come over here it's not like they stamp their forehead every time they walk across the border ed uh correct and and you know what the, this whole thing you know I understand they got to have some kind of something going on here but you know what this is this is just bull okay okay on daca on daca it allows immigrants currently facing the loss of their daca protection to apply for legal status in the United States and creates a path to citizenship for DACA recipients via conditional non-immigration status that can be renewed after six years. Apparently, the Goodlatte bill is every three years. Um, I say I say no to any path to citizenship. I don't have any problem with the people that are here illegally or the DACA kids. I don't have any problem with a path to legal residency, but no voting. No voting. You can be a legal citizen here, but or you can be a legal occupy uh, resident here but you don't get to vote if you weren't if you're if you came over illegally the requirements for this status are largely the same as the original requirements for daca applicants must have been in the united states since 2007 sure i've been here uh wait i thought this is your first time over no i swear i've been here before i've been here before but this is the first time i came illegally yeah right um so you have to be uh, under the age 31 as of june 2012 immigrants who would have been eligible for daca uh, would be able to apply even if they never applied before. Uh, I didn't want to be, uh, I didn't want to register that before, but now that's because I wasn't here yet. Uh, if their DACA stat and or if their DACA status previously expired, it allows DACA recipients to apply for green cards based on point system that awards for doing well on English language tests, having advanced degrees, and the length of employment. Well, if they just came over for the first time, oh, I guess this is different. This is a different paragraph. We're talking about DACA. We're not talking about the uh, family separation. On the border security, it appropriates $25 billion in advance for border security funding for the wall, access, and roads, and also includes the addition of biometric entry exit system. So I guess that means they, if uh, if you want to go in and out, you don't have to stop at the booth. You just swipe your fingerprint or uh, or cut off somebody, some, some find out someone who's a citizen and cut off their finger and swipe the fingerprint on the... Uh, and uh, f- swipe the fingerprint, and then you're in. Uh, on asylum, it raises the bar for being allowed to pursue an asylum claim in the United States and allows the U.S. to send asylum seekers back to Mexico if they traveled here, traveled through there. Currently, it had to be something negotiated with the other. So, in other words, if they come up from Guatemala, Nicaragua, or Honduras, they come through Mexico, we have to send them up. We have to jump them all the way over Mexico, send them back to their, to their country. Now, it's, hey, if Mexico lets you in, and let you come across here, and let the let you pay those uh, those uh, human traffickers to get you across. We're gonna just push you back over into Mexico's into Mexico and let them deal with it. They didn't they didn't stop you before. Then they should be happy to take care of you. Um, and speaking of Mexico, here's President Trump on uh, on their role in this. Mexico, by the way, is doing nothing for us. Nothing. They have the strongest immigration laws. They can do whatever they want. They can keep people out of Mexico. They have a 2,000-mile journey up Mexico. They walk through Mexico like it's walking through Central Park. It's ridiculous. Mexico does nothing for us. Ridiculous, folks. Well, obviously, he's right. Mexico has been enabling this for decades. Um, and look, look. here's the bill. You ready, Ed? This mm-hmm. bill is three words long. You ready? Build the wall. 
That's the bill. We don't, all the rest of this stuff is all garbage. The idea of trying to figure out if somebody's been here since before or after 2007, you have no way of knowing. You don't, they don't keep track. We have no idea how many people are in this country illegally. Estimates 11 million on the low side, 30 million on the high. Who, who knows? The, the reality is probably somewhere in between. Stop this crap. Stop all this talk. Build the wall. And we can address all this other garbage later. We're so we're so hard on these people. We don't just don't have a heart. We don't care about kids crying and feeling scared. Oh yeah, wait, wait, wait. I did care about when my kids were cry crying and feeling scared. That's why I kept a job, made sure they had a place to live, and uh, you know when times were hard, I had to 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 do things the hard way, like everybody else does, and. You know, if I came home and my electric was turned off because I didn't have the money to pay electric bill, hey, tell them, oh, the lights are broken. Let's get some candles and, and make sure that they're not scared when they're there. You know what? That's a parent's job. It's not the government's job. Parent's job. Um, this bill also eliminates, we'll talk about, more about that. Who else could who else could kick into this uh, as soon as we get to uh, two more clips? Uh, the, the bill also eliminates diversity, visa lottery, and ends chain migration. Chain migration of that thing where... We approve one person; they get to bring, the, you know, 123 of their their uh, friends, neighbors, uh, people that paid them to say they were friends and neighbors uh, that are really from uh, Syria uh, and everybody else. So uh, it eliminates that diversity visa lottery and chain migration. Watch for Democrats to obstruct it because of that. Before Goodlatte bill was killed yesterday, uh, yesterday Thursday, uh, President Trump predicted that one one or both the bills could fail for that reason. We have a majority by one, but we need 10 votes. So we need 10, essentially, we need 10 Democrats. Not going to get them. They're told by Schumer and Pelosi, don't do it. Because we want to see if we can pick up seats. They don't care about the children. They don't care about the injury. They don't care about the problems. They don't care about anything. All they do is say, obstruct. And let's see how we do, because they have no policies that are any good. They're not good politicians. They got nothing going. All they're good at is obstructing. And they generally stick together. I respect them for that. That's about it. Their policies stink. They're no good. They have no ideas. They have no nothing. The Democrats. All they can do is obstruct and stay together and vote against and make it impossible to take care of children and families and to take care of immigration. Because that's how they get votes. Bleeding heart liberals. Well, pretty much. And he's right that Democrats do stick together. The point is they have to vote party line or they're not going to be reelected, Ed. Uh, and and because the party line is, here's their platform. Get rid of Trump. <laughs> impeach him. Impeach, impeach 45. Impeach 45. <laughs> hey, you morons out in Gardena and Lawndale and Hawthorne out there. You know what? Show me you have a brain and, and vote Maxine Waters out in November. Okay. Otherwise, every time I drive through there, I'm going to go, you guys are morons. Uh, anyway, so uh, everybody who votes for her is a moron. So uh, here's Nancy Pelosi, who uh, Trump just talked about on the compromise bill. They have not ever been interested. You know, they talk, and sometimes you all repeat it, that it's a compromise, but it is not a compromise. It may be a compromise with the devil, but it's not a compromise with the Democrats in terms of what they have in their bill. On the other hand, here's Nancy Pelosi at... Uh, Nancy Pelosi Sunday School. Uh, in Matthew 19, 13, and 14, it says, Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. 
when he had placed, and then he had placed his hand on them. What is it that they are thinking? It's about the children. It's about the children, Ed. Yes, it's a, uh, hey, you know what? Whatever happened to that separation of church and state? Was that the former Speaker of the House, the current uh, Congress lady from uh, San Francisco, um, preaching in Sounded front of the like, microphone? Yeah, boys and girls, thanks for watching Sunday School with Nancy. Yes. Can you, can you, can you say uh, amnesty? I'm sure you can. So anyway, this is, it's, it's ridiculous. It is totally ridiculous. And here, and you know what, if you want to preach that, Hey, we're all God's children and all that stuff. You know what? That's what churches do. That's what churches and religious groups do. And I don't have any problem with the churches and religious groups reaching out to help the people that need help and all that stuff. And that's why you tithe when you go to, go to church. So they have, they have money to support people going on missions and doing that kind of work. That's not the government's job. We shouldn't be doing that stuff from our tax dollars. We should be doing it. We should be protecting our country with our dollars. Think about this. You own a condo and you got and you're paying your dues every every uh every month. And then once a year you have those condo association meetings and you go, "Okay, here's how much money we have. Here's how much money we spent. Here's what we got to do next year. Uh what else needs do we need to do with our money? Is there anything else that that needs some attention?" They go, "I think we should feed the people that live down the street and around the corner, you go, what does that have to do with our condo complex? What do people that have crappy parents in Mexico have to do with the United States? The point is it's a country, it's not a charity, Ed. Exactly. Well, apparently the, the, the liberals don't know that. And uh, it's, uh, it's rather angering. When the reporter asked Paul Ryan about child abuse, he hit the nail on the head about the, uh, about the Democrats. Families, how long is it humane to hold children, even if they're with their parents? Well, obviously, what we're trying to do is put the families at the head of the queue so that they can be adjudicated faster uh, and have the proper facilities to house them. But I'm beginning to think that the Democrats who make this alternative argument are less interested in keeping families intact and more interested in having open borders. But he doesn't say, why are they interested in open borders, Paul? It's because they want the votes, you know. And the other issue, too, is what about all these families that don't, when he talks about it being adjudicated, what about all these families that don't even show up for their court hearings? And most of them don't. Yep. I think they should keep them in jail until they do or toss them out. Toss them out. You can't go to, you can't go to the, the court date, then you can't come in the country. And if you want to know how the, how the legal immigrants here, how the legal people who actually came in on their own and uh, did it the legal way, how they feel about all these illegal immigrants, it might surprise you. Here's one of them. I speak to you as an immigrant myself. I came to this country 45 years ago with me and my mother, okay? 45 years ago, we were not offered sanctuary. We were not offered an easier, softer way, okay? We were told you have to be an American citizen, and here's what you have to do. And we did it. We worked hard, and we put in our time, okay? And we now, I now have a piece of paper hanging on my wall called a naturalization certificate that says I am a proud United States American citizen. And if I can do it, every single person that's a dreamer in this room can do it. Every person that's undocumented in this room, they could do it too. Well, you know, I do speak from experience on this one, Ed, because my father-in-law came to this country. I know I've talked about this before, but he came to this country from Mexico legally, had a job, had to have a sponsor, had to go through history classes and English classes, and he became an American citizen. That's when it had meaning to come here and become American. He wasn't, he wasn't here to turn this place into Mexico. Yep. And if you, uh, 
And if you've ever been to, to New York and you've been to Ellis Island and take the tour and they talk to you about how people used to come over here, um, I'm sure there's, there's movies that, uh, that talk about it as well. You know, you came over and you, Hey, Hey, here's, you stopped at Ellis Island because they had so many people coming in and you went through the, 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 uh, the, the grilling process. Hey, where are you coming from? Where are you going to? What are you bringing to this country? What's your, what's your occupation? Then let's check you out for diseases and all that stuff. And, uh, Hey, we, we can't process as many that are coming in in a short period of time. So they created a dormitories on Ellis Island so they, we could house them until we checked them all, checked them all through. I will tell you when uh, Don and I went down to Australia uh, on a cruise, we uh, when we went through customs at the airport at Sydney, Australia, and they go, uh, "What are you coming in for? Uh, pleasure or business?" I said, "Well, pleasure. We're going on a cruise." And I said, ah, "Plus, while we're down here, because it was during Obama's time, I said, I said we might be checking checking this place out just in case uh, my country goes down the toilet. We might uh, we might want to find an alternative place to go." He goes. What if we don't want you here? And I go, well, I guess I'm screwed then. Uh, so, uh, but you know what? That's the first thing he said. Hey, what if we don't want you here? Hey, guess what? I don't have a right to go relocate to Australia if they say no. It's their decision whether they let you come in and live there or not. And it should be the same here. Well, now we're going to talk about the IG report. We got uh, we got five minutes left. That that should do it. Okay, so it's been a week since the Inspector General's report was released. Now it's time for people to start answering for the findings. Uh, this week, Michael Horowitz, uh, who's the Inspector General and uh, FBI Director Chris Ray, weak suck, uh, testified before a Senate panel answering questions uh, on the bias with which Hillary Clinton's email investigation was conducted. Um, I thought he did just what uh, what Comey did. He laid out the laid out the the inspector general laid out the uh, here's the case why there's plenty of bias, but I don't see any bias there. Kind of what uh, what uh, what Comey did in July 2016. Here's everything that was done wrong, but I don't see any reason that that there would be anybody that would want to prosecute. Remember, the report made many references to political biases on the part of FBI employees Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, as well as some unnamed agents. And yet, Director Ray had the audacity to say this in his opening statement. Although the report did not find any evidence of political bias or improper considerations ultimately impacting the investigation under review, the report did identify errors of judgment, violations of or disregard for policy, and decisions that, at least in the benefit of hindsight, were certainly not the best choices. It's all in how you said it. It's kind of like saying Hillary Clinton was extremely careless with her emails. Not grossly negligent. No. Because that's a, that's a break in the law. That's and a felony. I, I was going to say, they had violations of policy or ignoring policy. Isn't that the same as violations of the law? I don't know. So let's, be, let, so let's just be clear that Inspector Horowitz did report that there was anti-Trump bias at the FBI that affected the investigation. Trey Gowdy asked about the we'll stop it text between Strzok and Page. So I want to go back to the no, no, he's not going to be president. We'll stop it. What do you think the it is in that phrase, we'll stop it? Oh, I think it's clear from the context. It's we're going to stop um, him from becoming president. That's what I thought, too. Now, I wonder who the we is. Well, I think that's probably subject to multiple interpretations. We'll see if we can go through a couple of them or the broader or a broader group beyond that. I mean, it's hard to fathom a definition of we that doesn't include him. So we know he's part of we. You could assume that the person he's talking with is FBI attorney who also happens to be working on the Russia investigation. She may be part of the we. 
But I wonder, Inspector General, did you find any other FBI agents or FBI attorneys who manifest any animus or bias against President Trump? Uh, we did. How many? Uh, we have found three additional FBI agents, as we detail in the report. Yeah, that doesn't sound like bias to me. Uh, this is Trey Gowdy. He's the guy that should be our attorney general when we get rid of uh, uh, weak suck uh, Jeff Sessions. Sessions. Yeah, exactly. Here's, here's more from Trey Gowdy. They prejudged the outcome of the Hillary Clinton investigation before the investigation ended, and these exact same FBI agents and attorneys prejudged the outcome of the Russia investigation before it even began. If prejudging the outcome of an investigation before it ends and prejudging the outcome of an investigation before it begins is not evidence of outcome determinative bias for the life of me, I don't know what would be. That is textbook bias. It is quite literally the definition of bias, allowing something other than the facts to determine your decision. These agents were calling her president before she was even interviewed. They were calling for the end of the Trump campaign before the investigation even began. They were calling for impeachment simply because he happened to be elected. That is bias. Yeah, I'm, uh, I would have to. I would have to say that too. Uh, it looks somebody's covering up for somebody. Even the even the inspector general who's supposed to be he's even he's even uh, softening everything. Jim Jordan had some good moments too, asking Mr. Horowitz why he thinks the Justice Department's Rod Rosenstein refused to hand over Strzok and Page's text to the Senate committee all these months. Mr. Rosenstein decided we couldn't get it until your report came out. He sat on it for a month of, of time. I, I can't speak to how they... Well, it's not the first time Mr. Rosenstein has kept us from getting information. Mies hid information from us. He redacted all kinds of important conversations between Strzok and Page. He redacted that from us. We had to go over to the Justice Department and find it. So this wouldn't be the first time he hasn't given us information, frankly, I think we're entitled to. I want a real... Well, I got 30 seconds. I don't have time to get into another subject area here. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Horowitz, I, I appreciate that, but I do think it's interesting that you had it, you discovered it, and we couldn't get it right away. Like all the other text messages, we had to wait until the final report. I know the feeling of how you feel when you only have 30 seconds left and you got a whole bunch more to say. Yeah, you know, the tough thing is this is really alarming. We're talking high-ranking government officials in one of the most powerful government agencies in the nation trying to influence election results and outcomes. Bad stuff, Ed. Yep, it is. And uh, next week we're gonna. Next week I'm gonna make sure we go over with what we missed this week because there's there's uh, one other little thing here that uh, kind of leads this story to uh, one uh, former president uh, Barack Hussein Obama uh, that he had knowledge anyway. But we don't have any time for that today. We'll talk about that next week, folks. Thanks for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. And I'll be back again with you next week. The content in this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 096199.